Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Richard, and I'm the podcast announcer. Fred wanted to give me the title Head Sound Designer, but I reminded him I have a reputation to uphold. As Seven says, we won't be doing that anytime soon. I'm happy to announce the third season of the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. Fred is still the podcast host. The purpose of the podcast continues to be the exhortation, encouragement, and exploring the details of a passionate, growing, biblical, dynamic, and soul-satisfying prayer life. Prayer is the lifeline for Christians. The discipline of prayer leads us to glorify God, helps us in conforming to His eternal will, and part of our experiencing the blessings of eternal life here and now. Thank you for joining Free Range Preacher in our odyssey with God through prayer. And now, once again, here's our host, Fred. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this beautiful day. Once again, we come before you, no matter the weather, no matter our circumstances, Lord Jesus. And we just bow before you rejoicing that we are in the redeemed, that your forgiveness and your love has rested on us. And so we pray and we would remember, Lord, the words of our Savior, Jesus, who told his disciples and us that we would be known by our love for one another. And so we do bow before you and we would ask and pray that we would love you with all our heart, mind, and soul and then we would love our neighbor as ourself, especially, Lord, in the household of God. We pray that we would love thee in truth, Lord, your word is truth, and that we would love thee in all discernment. Help us to know what people need, Lord, even what we need at times, and help us then to be able to discern the best ways to minister to them and to love them. And we thank you that our first call in our love for one another, is to pray for one another. Help us, Lord, today, for the rest of our earthly lives, to be devoted in prayer for love for Thee and love for others. We thank You and we commit this time to You, Lord Jesus. We pray that You would lift our hearts. Give me the unction of the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. Make the words that come out of my mouth the ones that are worthy and that You can use, Lord, use, the rest let everyone else discard, that you would receive all the glory and the honor and the praise and adoration. Amen. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. My name is Fred, and I'm the host. And I'm blessed again to share with you another devotional on the subject of prayer. You know, because I tell you all the time, because it is true. The privilege and blessings I experience with the opportunity to talk about prayer, they are ever-increasing. They comfort my soul, and they bring praise from my heart to our God, God Almighty, our Savior, and the Holy Ghost, who leads us day by day. And I really do enjoy the devotional parts a little bit extra. Because when I think of a devotional, I think of mostly biblical concepts, or examples, teachings that lift my affections for Christ in the Christian life. 
and they lift my soul to the weightier things of God. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago, those weightier things, love and sacrifice, caring for one another, humility, those things, those types of things are the weightier things of Christ. And perhaps the weightiest of all, because the first commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. Maybe the most profound thing of all is love. And when we are called to those weightier things, we have a heightened sense of our duties to obey the callings of God our Savior. And today's devotion contains all of those things. Now, the passage, the verses we are going to talk about today, I don't ever remember noticing them before, at least not in any meaningful way, even when I studied the book of Colossians. And the verse, we haven't mentioned it yet, but the verse, this verse, and the man who is the subject of this verse has an extra pull on my heart, mind, and soul because he is and he does what I hope to do, and that I would hope that someday can be said of me the things that are said of him. And it's also extra meaningful because of my age, getting a little older, health problems, which are increasing. And if we're able to do nothing else for the Church of Christ, for our, our local bodies, or the body at large, the, cho- the Church invisible throughout all the world, if we can do nothing else, we can pray. In my specific case, for instance, you don't want me on your planning committee. And some of you who have been with the podcast for a couple of years or listened to a majority of the three years that we've done this, you could probably attest to that. Planning is not my best thing. You definitely don't want me on your construction project. I don't know anything and I can't do anything. And for heaven's sakes, you don't want me on your finance committee either. About 15 years ago, the church that I go to, they were doing a building project. And we had a bunch of meetings before the project that we had to vote on as a church. And in the finance meeting, I can remember turning to my wife and saying, if they just stop talking about this, I'll vote for it. (laughs) Because it's all over my head and it makes my eyes roll back, and and I just don't get the finance part. So you don't want me on your finance committee. But of all the things I cannot do, the one calling that I can do, even as I get older and maybe less active, is to pray. And in fact, although I didn't know it 35, 36 years ago, 37 years ago, the very first ministry that God ever called me to was prayer. And I'm not talking about teaching prayer, but praying, being steadfast, consistent in prayer. Not just devotion, but intercession. That was the first ministry that I've ever, that I was ever called to. And I've shared with you before what a blessing that is and what an encouragement that is and what dynamic things praying does for my soul and interceding does for my soul. And a few days ago, I was reading through the book of Colossians, and I came on to verses 12 and 13 from chapter 4 of that book. And those verses jumped out at me. Like I said, maybe not for the first time, the first time I can ever remember, 
and definitely the first time that had a a profound impact on me. And Colossians 4, 12, and 13 read this way. Epaphras, who is one of your number, a bondslave of Jesus Christ, sends you his greetings, always laboring earnestly for you in his prayers, that you may stand perfect and fully assured in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has a deep concern for you and for those who are in Laodicea and Heropolis. Thank you, Jesus. I'm pretty sure I read that last word. I think it's Heropolis. Heropolis. But what a testimony he got from the Apostle Paul. And so our devotional, our meditation, what lifted my heart as I meditated on that verse was that Epaphras was laboring earnestly for his community in his prayer, his church, his people. And that phrase, laboring earnestly, has been translated several different ways. The King James Version says, laboring fervently. So you get that idea of fervency, of emotion fused into his earnestness. The New American Standard and the Christian Standard Bible both use the phrase wrestling in prayer. And as I dug into this a little bit, one of the shades of meaning that I got from John Gill's commentary exposition of the Bible, that word wrestling or laboring, one of the connotations of that is agonizing. So it can be said that he was in agony as he was praying for them. And that adds a whole new meaning, doesn't it? And he also points out that the Greek word also implies incessant prayer and prayer with importunity. And importunity is one of those old words, those old words from the Latin that the Puritans were so fond of using. And it basically means to harass somebody with your request. You're coming, and in this case, we know in, from Luke 18 that we are called to, to harass God about our prayers, which is pretty awesome. The Lexham English Bible uses the word struggling as in striving toward a goal. Striving, by the way, with opposition. So we see Epaphras was agonizing in prayer. He was striving in prayer for his people to the goal. I used to listen to a guy on the radio and people would bring things up. It wasn't a Christian guy, but he would, they would ask him a scenario and he would say, to what end? Meaning, you want to, you want to do these things. What do you want to be the results? And the results that Epaphras was looking for was that his people would stand firm, stand perfect, stand mature, fully assured in all the will of God. That's a wonderful prayer, a wonderful goal, and a broad prayer, but it's a worthy one. So the question comes, he was with the Apostle Paul. He was traveling from place to place. He was on a missionary journey. He certainly had things to do. So why did he agonize in prayer? And several things come from this verse. One is, Paul says, he is one of your number. Epaphras was in community as you young people say these days. In the olden days, we called it koinonia, that we had things in common. We had the important things in common. In our day community, he was in community with 
his brothers and sisters. And because he was one of their number, even though he was away from them, he loved them. He was a bondservant, bondslave of Jesus Christ. Another great descriptor from Paul. And because he was a bondslave of Christ, he took to his soul the admonition of the apostle, the apostle that Jesus sent, Paul, the guy he was traveling with. He took the admonition from Ephesians 6, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, beyond the alert, with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. And it was witnessed in verse 13 by Paul of his love. He had a deep concern for his people. And our devotion, our focus for today in our exhortation to prayer, in the lifting up of our souls to the weightier things of God, is if you cannot think of any other reason to pray, to agonize, to wrestle with God in prayer, let our common love compel you to be on your face continually before the Lord your God, your Maker, the author and perfecter of our faith. If for no other reason, let the love of God and the love of the brethren compel you to pray. Whatever else you or I may be ill-equipped to do, we can, we are equipped to pray fervently for those we love. Quickly, Lord Jesus, just for the moment, in humility and urgency, I bow before you and pray that Joe would see his parents saved before they die that Mick, my friend, would know salvation, true salvation, that you would give to me the words, this year the words, to speak to Connor and James and Vanessa and Richard, that they might be moved to your salvation. I also intercede for my friend Jeff and his family that you would give them peace in this crisis, give his doctors the wisdom that they need, so that he also and his family will fulfill thy word, thy will for them the rest of their days. Thank you, Jesus. I commit these things to you, these people to you, in your name. And I felt constrained. This is just the list of some of the people for whom I have a deep concern. I haven't seen Joe in 30 years. I'm estranged from Mick. My heart goes out to Connor, James, Vanessa, and Richard because of their great need, of which they are unaware at this point. And Jeff has had a recent medical emergency as well. Our love for our community and our God constrains us to pray, and always we remember that because of Christ we are righteous. And if you might be wondering about the effectiveness of prayer, number one, when the people you love, no matter where they are, no matter how long it's been since you've seen them, once they find out you're praying for them, they will be lifted up. Your heart will be comforted and lifted up. But above all, 
Remember, as we pray in love for one another, the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. And it's not your righteousness that accomplishes it, but your righteousness given to you from Christ. And so our prayers are not in vain. Pray, brethren, for the depth in the depth that you love. Pray. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, quicken your conscience with the holiness of God. Feed your mind with the word of God. Purge your imagination with the beauty of God. Open your heart with the love of God. And devote your will to the purpose of God. Be blessed. Thank you for listening. The ministry prays the Lord will use this episode as he chooses to enhance our prayer lives to the glory of God. If you would like to contact us with questions or comments or even personal testimonies on prayer, you can contact us at freerangeprayer at gmail.com, Facebook, Free Range Preacher Ministries, Instagram, Free Range Ministries, Twitter, at Preacher Range. If you have any voiceover needs, you can contact Richard Durrington at richarddurrington.com or email at durringtonr at gmail.com. Fred and I wish to once again just say thank you for listening. <laughs>